Welcome to Surroundscapes, a podcast series featuring a diverse collection of interviews with thought leaders from around the world, addressing the general subject of the future of business. This content is curated by Busan Professional and focuses on the role of the oral and visual senses in creating unique, delightful and compelling experiences to stimulate business. This first series of Surroundscapes is focused on the future of hospitality and retail, the sector of the market in which Blue Sound Professional is most active and a market sector hard hit by the recent pandemic. I would like to introduce Matteo Lupi from Sound Machine. Matteo is talking to us from Barcelona and will talk to us about the role of Sound Machine as a business music service in creating these delightful experiences. So welcome, Matteo. Thank you, Graham. Uh, very exciting to be here and have the opportunity to um, you know, share some thoughts about Sound Machine and the role of audio uh, in the retail and hospitality space. Thanks for having us. Great, you're very welcome. So Matteo, give us some background on Sound Machine, how it came to be and where it's available. So we started the company uh, back in 2008, um, and it was started at the time as a company producing content for use uh, by commercial locations. Uh, we uh, had some major accounts, some large brands that were interested in having some custom-made content for their uh, for their businesses, in particular things like um chill out music with the japanese sounds that uh, it was only possible to be found when if made uh, according to uh, specifications which is exactly what we were doing at the time in 2008 is when we evolved uh, from being a catalog uh, provider of content to being uh, to having our own uh, software platform the platform was uh, since the very beginning uh, conceived as being a cloud-based platform with a very strong, strong API. Um, and this API, the concept of the API and having the possibility to integrate our service with with other companies, both from the back end on the, on the hardware side of things, as well as on the content has been and uh, is still one of our major uh, strengths uh, as a service provider. In 2017-18 is when we launched the integration. It was a big milestone for us, which was the integration with, uh, with Napster, which allowed us to move from a catalog of probably 200,000 songs to a catalog of 50-plus million tracks and really helped us evolve from uh, mostly B2B sort of traditional offering to being a company that was able to offer more of a, a consumer flavor solution to business, which of course, you know, with the, with the surge in, in streaming services, has really become a major a major asset and a major part of our offer. Then in 2018/19 is when we started with uh, integrations with third-party providers, uh, again leveraging the API, leveraging this concept of making our service offering available on as many platforms as possible. And this is exactly uh, what drove us to an integration with uh, with Bluesound. Great, thank you. 
So what do you think of some of the unique features of your music service that, that differentiate it from uh, other services on the market? So I think there are uh, some very unique features, but there are also some features that are unique in the sense of uh, a B2B streaming offer. Offering so I would say that uh, we provide things like mixing stations, scheduling them based on the time of day and day uh, of the week. Um, we offer the, the possibility to program messages, and these are custom messages that account owner uh, is wanting to program. Uh, we allow things like managing users. And these are features that are specific for B2B services, which we can come back to later. In terms of uniqueness of our offering, I was referring before to the size of the catalog. So we have by far the largest B2B music catalog, which as I was mentioning is about 50 plus million songs. We uh, allow customers to import stations from uh, other services, I'm referring to uh, consumer services in this case. So if someone has a playlist that is interested in, uh, but is available or has been curated, let's say in Spotify or in Apple Music, it can be imported onto our service uh, with a click of a button. And in terms of the, um, probably the, the last major feature that we offer that uh, other people don't is, is a very broad range of integrations uh, that allow our service to be used without needing additional hardware with a lot of the streaming products that are available, among which, of course, is, is Blue Sound Professional. Great, thank you. You know, we're coming back from a time unprecedented of lockdown through a pandemic. And one of the questions that we have been most uh, engaged in thinking about is how to best position businesses to come back after this pandemic, businesses in the retail and hospitality spaces. As we look at that and we look at trying to get people back into public spaces and re-engaged again after, as we gradually move out of this phase, what do you think are some of the features specifically about Sound Machine that help people create those experiences to bring people back into public spaces? Um, well, first of all, let me say that I very much agree with the fact that uh, creating an experience, given the current climate, is definitely one of the major things that any business should think about. Uh, this isn't really no difference than before the uh, pandemic. Uh, I would say that the pandemic has made it even more relevant uh, than ever, because at this point, we are really at a situation where people have to have a stronger than ever motivation to leave their places or the safety of their homes and to venture out uh, in the world and have a good reason for wanting to go to a business, whether that be in a restaurant, a retail location, or a hotel. Uh, when it comes to the feature, um, I think that the uh, you think about the unique features that we offer, they are mostly around the possibility to pick the right content. For a business to be able to do so, uh, it has to have access to a lot of music. And given the way that traditional B2B uh, businesses operate, having access to a lot of music was not one of the major concerns, which is exactly what we wanted to address when we launched the integration with Napster. 
so what we have we are after we have been after uh, over the few, past few months and where we think we will be investing and will be investing in the near future is uh, access to the content or access to the right content so with the with the current offering that we have really what we have been trying to to do was to put the customer in the position to experience something similar to what they would be experiencing with a consumer product meaning a lot of content that i can that people can pick anything they can think of is available but at the same time to combine all that with a b2b offering that is characterized by the right licenses and the right features so i think the um, if ever before, the combination of these two uh, elements, on one hand, as I was saying, access to all the content uh, that is available and to the right content for the business and mixing that with uh, the right features and licenses is really what is, is making uh, creating the right environment and the right experience uh, easier for, uh, for our customers. Yeah, I totally agree, Matteo. It's it's interesting that as we come back from this, the the ability for people to to pay reasonable licensing fees and have that ability to access a huge range of content and make their own playlists and things is to me a really important way that you can up level your audio experience as easily and simply as possible. For example, if in your restaurant you've been playing the same CDs for the last 10 years and your regular customers have got used to that music and fed up with that music, that ability now to have that huge library and really work hard to, to create the mood that you really want, either by using pre-programmed radio stations or by creating or importing your own playlist seems to me to be a really easy way to to just make that experience more special. What do you see as the big differences for a business owner between the residential services and the specific services designed for commercial use, like Sound Machine? Yeah, I think it's a very uh, interesting question, and I think uh, a question that might uh, also help people in our audience um, to understand uh, the difference between a consumer product and a business product. So if you think about the uh, consumer products, uh, products like uh, services like Spotify, Apple Music, or Tidal, first of all, the kind of features that they offer are uh, pretty different from the ones that we offer. So in the case of a B2B offering like ours, you will have the option, for example, uh, when it comes to content, to have playlists that are probably around 500 tracks long, when they usually a playlist that you can find in a consumer service is maybe around between 30 to 60 tracks. But it's very, very common to have that maximum of 100 tracks. So just the pure length of the stations or the playlist is something that you cannot find. You can definitely not schedule stations according to the time of the day. If you're looking at consumer products, you, you don't really have this option. You cannot mix stations. You cannot uh, program messages. And definitely you do not have very important features for all our customers, which is the possibility to manage 
users in a top-down fashion, meaning you will have a main uh, admin account, and then you will have some accounts on So if you think about a restaurant, for example, that has a restaurant owner with more than one location, um, he is probably interested in controlling what is happening across all his locations at any given time. And our service allows, allows him to do that. Then the other major issue is, of course, on the licenses side, which is what you were mentioning before. So if you think about uh, the business, a business to be able to play music in public has to uh, own li licenses in order to do so. Those licenses that are called public performance licenses can either be purchased directly from what are called collecting societies, and there are four of them in the US, or they can subscribe to a service like Sound Machine and have all those licenses included. Now, it is very important to understand that when you're even paying for a service like Spotify Premium, for example, some people might be wondering, hey, you know, I'm paying for a premium subscription that I'm paying so that I don't have uh, ads in, they can probably assume that they're allowed to use that in a business. And that's actually not the case. If you look at the terms and conditions of consumer services, they clearly state that the use of that service is meant to be by, uh, by a consumer in, in a private environment. The way that our business operates is that we provide those licenses for public performance included in, in the subscription fee. So we make the life for our customers uh, extremely easy. That's particularly true for, for the US and the Canadian market. Thanks very much. So we've supported in Blue Sound Professional Sound Machine from the very beginning. It was really interesting for me to talk to Matteo early on and really understand the licensing landscape, the fact that there are the venue licenses that Matteo mentioned, the four of them in, in the US, for example, but also the content license and that to be legal in the streaming world, you have to have paid the venue licenses and the streaming content that's specifically licensed for business use. I think the, uh, the point Matteo brings up about the length of the playlist and the repeats is also a really valid one uh, because we've heard stories and we've seen stories even in the general press of employees that are being in shops and coffee bars and places that are being driven crazy by the fact that the repeats in the playlists happen all of the time which is okay maybe if you're a customer but if you're an employee that, that's there eight hours a day, that variety is important to you. And finally, when I was listening to Matteo, one thing that he mentioned that I also want to re-highlight is this ability to import playlists. Very often when we talk to end users that are using consumer services, one of the, the stumbling blocks to going to properly licensed services is the fact that they've created some playlists on whatever consumer service they're using. And they don't want to spend the time to recreate those playlists. So by means of third-party services like Sounders, you can translate your playlist from pretty much any residential music service into Sound Machine. And to me, that's a really powerful feature because it allows people to move to properly licensed content, 
with messaging, with scheduling, with all of the other goodness that Sound Machine offers and not have to reprogram anything. Mateo, what advice would you give AV integrators and also the end users as to how to best use Sound Machine and get the most out of it? So when it comes to integrators, I think uh, just a general uh, consideration is around the use of streaming. I think it's less and less so, but there is often some resistance by integrators when it comes to uh, embracing some new ways of delivering content and streaming being one of them. So oftentimes we do hear still that there is some concern that uh, there is not enough reliability around streaming that the customer might be uh, concerned with it and the reality is that oftentimes uh, customers are already familiar with the streaming product and that's exactly what they're looking for so what we've noticed is there's been a strong pull by the market that has sometimes even uh, been stronger than the push that integrators have put when it comes to, to streaming as a way of delivering content the other um, thing that we think uh, integrators should keep in mind is that even though it's not their job to make sure that customers are doing things right, it's actually their responsibility to do so. They should be concerned that their customers are actually doing it in the right way, they're doing the right thing, and they are protected against possible losses. And so whenever they interact with the restaurant owner, with the hotel owner, with the retail owner, they should also make sure that they understand that it's not enough just to leave the hardware installed. It's also very important to make sure that the customer is protected, that the customer is aware that they should use the license product. So play fair, it's, it's absolutely important. When it comes to customers, what we often see is that a lot of self-referencing when it comes to picking content that is played at the location. So when uh, you think about uh, someone who owns a business and has a particular taste for a specific kind of music, what happens is that they also think that that kind of music should be the same music that should be playing at the location. And we highly recommend business owners to understand that that's not necessarily the case. We do have uh, a specific uh, service that uh, is also available on the platform. And I think we are unique in the sense that we offer this to customers of any size, which is called a, a concierge service. And when customers have doubts about which content to use, what they can do is they can literally reach out to us, tell us what kind of business they're in, what the profile of the customer is, and then we can put together a content for them that is uh, absolutely spot on for them. And the second advice we have is not just stay legal, but play fair. Play fair means keep in mind that when you're playing the, using the right licenses, you're also paying artists in the right way. And artists live off, and even more so today with streaming, literally live off the licenses that are paid by businesses, by us, for the use of, their, of the content that they create. So... Um, you know, don't think that this is just uh, a tax that you're paying. It is actually something that you're doing to keep artists alive and keep producing the content that we so you know love and 
as do uh, the, the, you know, the business owners and the customers that, that visit those locations. And that make this experience that we were referring to before as unique as it should be. Yes, that's an interesting um, comment there. And something I, I want to highlight is even if you're using a residential service, you still have to have a venue license. And it's actually more cost effective to license Sound Machine and have the venue license and the content license provided than it is just to get the venue license by itself. And the real benefit to, to an end customer is they don't have to think about it. Normally, you have to remember to renew your licenses in North America, for example, with four different venue licenses every year. With Sound Machine, you just pay a monthly subscription and everything is looked after for you. So it's more cost effective than, than buying the venue license and using a residential service, and it's easier for you. It seems to be kind of a no-brainer. Something else that Matteo mentioned there in passing that I have seen a lot is around internet reliability. Sometimes you talk to customers about streaming in commercial spaces, and they talk to you about, well, I'm a little nervous about that because what about if the internet goes down? But of course, in today's commercial reality, we need the internet to process transactions. We need it to process the credit cards to do point of sale data. And many times, if the internet goes down in a shop or a restaurant or a bar or a coffee shop or whatever, really the last thing you're concerned about is whether you've got any background music because you can't do any business. So uh, another quick question, Matteo, uh, what countries is Sound Machine available in? So we have different tiers of service that we offer. And depending on the tier, the availability might slightly change. So at the moment, when it comes to our enterprise service, that's really available around 60 countries. Then we have what we call the business uh, tier, uh, and the business tier and the business premium tiers are pretty much available in the same countries. And at the moment, uh, we are covering uh, the US, Canada, Spain, the UK, Italy, and Germany. Uh, and we are in the process of expanding uh, to the rest of Europe. So um, I think as much as uh, we ask our customers to comply, of course, we also have to comply and to work according to the licenses uh, and the territorial availability depends exactly on those licenses. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I'm not sure I'd like to be you negotiating with all of the content <laughs> providers in each of the countries. That must be a nightmare. Do you have any other comments as, as uh, we begin to, to wrap up this? Um, in terms of the situation we find ourselves in at the moment, advice for people, as in AV integrators, business owners? What I can share with you is if I look at our business during the pandemic and what we call can call right now the phase after or slightly after the pandemic, I can tell you that uh, businesses do rely and keep relying on music for making the experience of their customers unique. 
Uh, we were, of course, as any other business, uh, hit hard during the pandemic. I'm referring to what happened between the month of March, April, and May. Pretty much all our customers are back. Uh, our revenues are even higher than what they were uh, before the pandemic. And we uh, keep receiving leads and requests for deploying our service and new businesses. Very high level of retention and very high level of interest for using music at businesses. And I think, especially for integrators, which I'm sure that could be uh, temporarily hard hit by uh, the situation, I would just definitely encourage them to uh, have faith in the system because businesses are out there and they're still looking for making uh, their customers' experiences unique. And music is definitely going to be part of that as it is uh, anything around uh, video as as well as as other uh, elements that touch our senses. Yes, thanks, Matteo. Yeah, I agree with that. And particularly as touch, taste, and smell have become somewhat unsafe senses at the moment, the sight and sound bit is is really, really important. And we, like you, have, have seen a real uptick in business. We're currently talking at the end of June 2020, and we too are beginning to see uh, a real uptick in business, depending on the country, as people begin to come out of this pandemic. And certainly putting in a business music service like Sound Machine is a really low-cost way of up-leveling the audio part of your experience. Are there any uh, specific case studies that, that you want to share with us, Matteo, or can you not talk about those? I don't think I can go into specifics with names of customers that uh, are involved with us. I think we have a couple on our website, so if someone is curious, just go to sound-machine.com and you will see some of them. These include people like Volcom, uh, for example, which is a skateboarding brand. We are currently serviced Paris Baguette, which is a new customer of us, particularly in the US, North America. I would say that our case studies are all around how to use content better and differently. Uh, customers are coming to us not because we have a low price offering, we have a competitive offering, which means that we have an offering that allows our customer with a minor investment to make their business great. So specific cases uh, range from customers in, uh, in Spain interested in uh, managing about 220 locations uh, and giving a completely new experience with our customers with the right music. Uh, they were using before a system where they were sending out some cases CDs and some cases USBs, and they wanted to be able to control all this from a central location to situations where they had a playlist being prepared by someone who was not really up for the job. I'm referring to a customer like Loewe, who is a part of the Louis Vuitton group. And we were partnering in this case with uh, Jonathan Anderson, who is their lead designer, uh, and created a completely new playlist with a completely new sound. So I think 
uh, we do have examples that range from, uh, let's say, more feature-based need from a customer perspective to reasons mostly around type of content and the quality of content. Fantastic. That's really useful, Matteo. And thanks. I know that it's difficult to give case studies. We have the same problem. But um, I think what you told us there is is valuable in terms of how people are using it specifically. So as we wrap up, how do people best contact you and Sound Machine? I noticed that that you gave a, a website address, but how do people get, get in touch with you? People can contact me via email. That's the best way to get hold of me. Uh, my email address is my name, which is Matteo, M-A-T-T-E-O, at sound-machine.com. Or they can send us an email at support at sound-machine.com. Either way, it will it will get to me if someone is interested in in uh, in talking to me directly. Great, thank you so much for your time, Matteo, um, and thank you to everyone listening. This has been a episode of Surroundscapes, a podcast around creating delightful audio video experiences and in this series specifically as it relates to the retail and hospitality industries. So please tune in to our other podcasts on your podcast platform of choice. Thank you very much. <laughs>